United States submarine base at Key West, Florida. The dispatch that quoted President Truman's press secretary, Charles Ross, as saying that President Truman has no knowledge of any secret project by this government that would give substance to the existence of such objects. Ross also said that both the Air Force and the Navy deny that such objects Hi. Hi. It's been a minute. I was literally going to say it's been a minute because we're both super busy. Isn't it? Hasn't it just been like a week? Or has it been two weeks? I feel like it's been all summer. I mean, well, yeah, but since we've done this. um, Yeah. Yeah, we've been super busy and, you know, that just is the way it is. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. I was out of town. You were kind of out of town. You have, like, stuff going on in your social circle that you can't skip out. It's been nonsense, and I don't want to complain about having a full social circle, but enough is enough. Yeah, I I feel you on that. And August is just miserable. And then um, last night slash today, my jaw decided to pop out of place, so I'm feeling the Chelsea curse of TMJ dislocation, so. I know, I feel um, bad for you, because I, w- I would wish it on my worst enemy, but I wouldn't wish it on you. Yeah, I would agree with that. So I'm very much feeling your pain right now in every literal sense. Um, But hey, what's up? My name is Noelle, and I wanted to start this off by saying that everyone should go to GoFundMe and find the Wildfire 2023 relief page for Maui and donate to it. Um, Before I moved to Utah. I lived on Maui and every single friend and coworker that is still on Island, um, has been able to post over the last few days. All of them are safe. Um, but all of them have lost their homes. And I know that they are very lucky and fortunate to be able to just say that. Um, cause as the death toll rises from six to 36 overnight, um, I know there are a lot of people who are not as fortunate and it's really nasty and disgusting to me to like see the irony of it all play out like it's been what like 123 years maui has lost its not even just maui hawaii has lost its independence um to the u.s government through colonization and for the first time in over 100 years it the island has finally just been left alone um and it's in a time when it shouldn't be left alone it's in a time when it needs more resources and more help than ever even the cleanup process is going to be painstaking and expensive and hard because all of that debris has to be taken off island. There's nowhere for it to really be on Maui. Um, and to anyone who is planning a vacation, um, I'm demanding you cancel it. Your space is not needed right now. That space needs to be given back to locals who have nowhere to go. I hope that the hotels that are left standing opened their doors to these families um, since there seems to be no help from anywhere else. So that is my ask and request of everyone listening right now. And I'm Chelsea. If you can't donate, at least share the GoFundMe. Yeah. 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 If you can't donate, at least share it. Um, it, it's another aspect of, The horrific irony is that no one knew about it until the embers have cooled and they're collecting bodies. Like there was a warning, there was an SOS, there was a, Hey, this is getting bad. And then 
it was silence and the destruction happened. And now we have, you know, CNN on site taking videos of front street. Um, so yeah, it's what's happening over there is horrific and terrifying and what the U S government is not doing to respond to it is even more horrific and disgusting. So yeah. Anyway, um, on a lighter note, let's get into the episode. <laughs> Woohoo! So let's go to South America. Okay. Ugh. Okay. So we're talking about Peru with its rich tapestry of ancient cultures, vast landscapes, and deep-rooted spiritual beliefs, it has long been a hot spot for UFO sightings and encounters. The nation's approach to these phenomena is unique and can be viewed in contrast to the hesitant and often dismissive reactions of many other global authorities. Speaking of the dismissive countries, the United States, um, specifically with us, the topic of UFOs is traditionally treated with skepticism, and it is often regulated to the domain of conspiracy theorists and tabloid newspapers. However, the recent declassification of military documents and videos has reignited public interest, which has prompted the U.S. government to take a renewed interest in studying and understanding these un unidentified aerial phenomena. We did touch on this in a recent episode about Congress spilling the beans on it, but when we stack ourselves up against Peru's disclosure, we are practically in the UFO reporting Stone Age. So this was something um, that was kind of brought up in those congressional hearings and was also brought up in a series I watched on Showtime produced by J.J. Abrams about UFOs, which was super interesting. I think everyone should watch it, was basically that every other country has been having these open and honest conversations about ufos not just like amongst the people but with the governing body as well since the first reports of it yeah. it's like we are once again one of the few developed countries that like is playing by a different set of rules it's very strange the fucking vatican has like a military of nuns who just take down documentation of ufos which we're not going to talk about in this episode i noel sent me on a tangent earlier this week <laughs> and i discovered that but um you never want to be as a government behind what the vatican is doing um in terms of progress so just something to keep in mind yeah it's just embarrassing right and peru actually caught on to the importance of documenting these sightings pretty good amount of time ago um even back in 2001, the Peruvian Air Force got the ball rolling on something called the Office of Anomalous Aerial Phenomena Research, the OIFAA, and their mission was dedicated 100% to deep diving into and documenting UFO reports in the area. And interestingly enough, it would keep those pretty transparent to the public as much as they could. So let's look at what makes Peru particularly interesting when it comes to UFO sightings. So there's three main things here. First, they have ancient sites like the Nazca Lines, which are mysterious geoglyphs which are visible from the air. They have Machu Picchu, the ancient Incan city, which is perched really high in the Andes. And they, a lot of locals and people worldwide believe these sites could be connected to extraterrestrial activity in the distant past, your traditional ancient aliens belief. 
Mm -hmm. Um, Next, they have very diverse geography. So from the Andes Mountains to the Amazon rainforest, the vast and varied landscapes provide multiple terrains where unidentified objects have been reported. And lastly, their cultural openness. So indigenous communities in Peru have very rich traditions of sky gazing and spiritual beliefs, which leads them to be more culturally attuned and open to the possibility of phenomenon that others might dismiss. Um, just to put it like Americans are stuffy. Yeah. I mean, obviously we know this. Yeah. Um, So over the years, there have been a pretty significant number of UFO sightings in Peru, which range from strange lights over Lima, the capital city, to more detailed reports of crafts hovering over the countryside. And some witnesses have even claimed to see actual extraterrestrial beings. And if you have been paying attention to news in the UFO world, you know that recent encounters have been particularly zesty because the epicenter of a lot of these recent sightings have been happening in the Alto Nane region, where the Ikitu indigenous community has been reporting pretty harrowing episodes. Um, Pretty recently, a teenage girl, just 15 years old, bore the brunt of a chilling confrontation. She suffered severe injuries around her neck, which were allegedly inflicted by one of these mysterious entities. The villagers recounted their futile attempts at uh, retaliating against this and discovered to their horror that these so-called, quote, face peelers were impervious to their conventional weaponry. I will say one of the cool in a morbid sense, also horrific if you're a part of it, um, like new iterations of UFOs and alien encounters is that it's like, they're not taking you away. They're not coming into your bedroom. It's this like face-to-face confrontation. Yeah. I, like, we saw it here locally in Nevada and obviously they're experiencing it in Peru. It's finally giving us that scene from signs at the birthday party. Yep. Pop it up, scaring the shit out of us. And we don't know how to, really fight back yet, which is the scary thing. Uh, it's not water this time, but I recommend keeping a glass full by the bed just in case. Yeah, might as well. So Jairo Davila, the community's leader, revealed a harrowing account of the teenager's close call, saying that during her desperate escape, they sliced a portion of her neck. They were going to peel her face off, neck up. And as the tension rose, sources in the area mentioned that community members have taken it upon themselves to keep watch at night. They've been focusing on protecting women and children and other vulnerable residents. And since July 11th, these enigmatic entities are said to have made their appearance in the village every fucking night, leading to widespread concerns. And Hiro himself has even had his own encounters with the face peelers, stating that It was almost a direct encounter, but its face was shadowed, and I saw it hovering nearly a meter off the ground. That would scare the shit out of me. How do they know they're, like, trying to peel the faces like a mask? Is Um, that just, like, a hypothesis? Or have they been successful? There's been no successful face peelings. The most direct encounter was the girl who got her throat slit, and it was just said that it was almost like a face scalping where like she was fighting back and nothing was happening. And it was like almost like trying to fillet her and roll the skin up like an alien Hannibal. Okay. Creepy, right? Yeah. It's, it scares you know, it's the not, shit out of me. Like yeah, just abduct me. Great. 
yeah, abduct me, drug me, give me a weird fear of owls all of a sudden, but don't peel off my face. Actually, you could probably peel off my face and it would be a mild improvement. So whatever, do what you want. <laughs> this, but again, this seems like the evolution of it, right? I think we're seeing like the close encounters, like tier happening here where mm-hmm. it starts out with like, what is it? The fourth kind when it's uh, close physical? encounters. The way that we don't know this by heart is extra. frankly embarrassing. I don't, I don't know. I'm going to guess fourth. Um, I searched the wrong thing. What is the list of alien and counter kinds no i have depression and depression gives you a bad memory that yeah we'll say that's what it is for the both of us we'll share this says that there are three kinds of close encounters but i think the fourth kind has been added where it's like direct yeah i thought for see i'm probably right help me fucking google it i don't know Girl, oh my god okay just keep some keep talking and i'll okay. figure it out okay 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 So the situation is so dire that this community has sent out urgent pleas for military support, but reaching them is really no easy feat as they are located a daunting 10 hour river journey away from the closest city. And Hiro expressed the community's desperation saying that the children can't sleep and mothers are on high alert. And these entities seem to wear some kind of armor I shot at one, but it simply floated up and vanished. He further elaborated on their eerie appearance, noting the distinct I'm right. round. Yep. Encounters. Tell me. So, uh, sorry. Uh, so the first kind is a sighting. Um, the second kind is when evidence is collected, okay. when contact is made is the third kind. And then a fourth kind is like abduction or physical. It's around fourth yeah okay anyway i knew it so he elaborated on their appearance saying that they have elongated heads masks haunting yellow eyes and that they are incredibly elusive in the atmosphere of them (laughs) and he states that there is a literal palpable fear that is being felt throughout the community this is like the village times 10 i think like, because when you're in that room, like if the village happened, but the village, and I, was, the village was a lie. I know. But like, imagine if like aliens came and terrorized your neighborhood every night. I mean, you kind of have it with like all the crackheads running around. Yeah. Like, you have the, I don't know. There's a sense of. So you want like the village minus the, the Shyamalan twist. I guess. But like, if I, if like, if a crackhead came to my door and I had a ring cam and I could yell at him and make him go away, I would feel like protected, so to speak. But it's almost like that vulnerability when you go camping and you're in a tent and you're like, well, if a bear comes, like mm-hmm. probably not going to happen, but that vulnerability is there. Being it 10 might. hours away from help is like yeah. ultimate vulnerability. And then the fact that they're coming every night, they're conditioned like Pavlov's dogs to just be scared 24 seven. Yeah, I honestly don't even know how they're sleeping, though. It'd be so terrifying. Yeah, I think they're all just awake and ter- scared all the time. I would they're just do, in I would, that. What do you do? What you is it? The, the sleep right before REM. It's like that they're just there all the time where yeah. you can still hear what's going around. Like, you know, you can yeah. still hear what, like, footsteps around you, and then you'd wake up. Just criminal levels of anxiety constantly. Mm-hmm. And he goes on to further describe them as saying their color is silver 
fucking grease. Mm-hmm. Uh, their shoes are round in shape, and with that, they shoes, mama. And they float a meter off the ground and have a red light in their heel. So they have special rocket shoes. Very cute. Um, or that sounds like a that sounds like a Louboutin girl. So their heads are long and their eyes are yellowish. And with that, they see you well and they leave. They're experts at escaping and they don't let their faces be seen. And when their body is floating, they use their arms as balance when flying, but they walk normally. Every time we arrive, they fly with an activation of something on the soles of their feet. Like they have wheels with lights. Just the fact of them fucking Chris Angel floating, like with their arms out, like Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? Like walking on a tightrope. It's so Um, cringy. Honestly, how embarrassing and lame for them. Did you ever watch Jupiter Ascending and Channing Tatum's that little dog guy with his cute little cosmic roller skates that's like all i know didn't you like tell me that was the worst film ever made didn't you say you literally hate it it was so weird so i saw that on the valentine's day after um my ex-boyfriend broke up with me in his car like you remember that story he left me in his car for like an hour with no heat and i couldn't go inside because he was at a cat party and I'm allergic. Anyway, <laughs> but I went and saw that movie with my roommate's yeah. little brother on Valentine's Day. Romantic. And when I got out of the movie, his friends had texted me so much bullshit that it froze my phone. And I I couldn't, you can't you just take the fucking battery out of an iPhone. So I just had to deal with it. Um, and I think I associated that terrible movie with mm. the terrible day. But yeah, the movie wasn't that good, but I think you should watch it um the reviews are in <laughs> i don't know it's it's fu- it's wild it's like watching did you ever watch um the city of a city of a thousand planets um valorian the valorian movie with cara delavine it's like a very similar vibe where you're like no. this is aesthetically beautiful i don't know what's going on we are on different sides of the world when it comes okay. to films i'll say that okay. i do really like um the oh my god i'd have the comic book it's like a french comic it doesn't matter anyway i recommend watching that and then i recommend watching jupiter ascending and then i want you to describe the jupiter ascending back to me as you understood it without referencing anything okay 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 Um, i'll let you know okay thank you please do so but in a haunting twist some locals have likened these extraterrestrial visitors to pelicaras which are eerie creatures from regional legends known to feast on human faces, fat, and organs. And I I tried so hard to find information about these. Uh, Well, I tried in the sense where I like did a Google search and then I did a Bing search, but like- zero results and you were like, it doesn't exist. (laughs) Google literally gave me like zero results, Um, but it kept linking everything back to articles about what's going on in Peru right now. So reading through the different descriptions, I would say that it's a cultural um, – That my best guess is that they're similar to Skinwalkers and Wendigos with different cultural lore. I would put them in yeah. that tier. Again, the, the synchronicities align. And yeah, it's, so we've got the Wendigos of Canada, the Skinwalkers of Utah, and then the Betacaras of Peru. I think Skinwalkers are all over the U.S., if I'm honest. Yeah, I just wanted to say Utah. Okay, you want to feel included? I get it. I did. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, but upon hearing these distressing reports, the police, quote unquote, quickly, the best that they could, made their way through the challenging landscapes to reach the remote village. They thoroughly examined crucial areas, including where the young girl was attacked, but womp, womp, womp. The results of their investigation are still undisclosed, which is only fueling speculation about what they may have discovered to support the villagers' chilling stories. Doubts arise about whether the government intends to deploy military personnel to protect the villagers from these mysterious threats. Um, the jury's still out. It's been happening for a month now, mm. um, and I don't think any military or bureaucracy moves that fast unless fucking money's involved. Yeah, so. unless it has to do with them specifically. But. Yeah, so that leaves us um, where we sometimes find ourselves where TikTok has become an unexpected hotspot for the evidence about these predator-esque entities. And I say predator-esque because they are just zip-zapping from the trees in all the footage I've seen. And it's really and hard to see. <laughs> you want to know the tea? I think like TikTok is such a, it's losing its jokey meaning, but because it started off as like a weird little app for tweens to dance on and sing on and whatever, it's morphed into the new Twitter. Like since Elon took over Twitter and it's a hot shit show because Twitter used to be the place where you would go to find world news and what's going on. Yeah. Like if, for example, this is a very non-important example, but like if Twitter was not Twitter, if Instagram was giving me issues, I would go on Twitter and keyword search Instagram and I would see 10,000 other people from all over the world being like, is Instagram acting funny for anyone else? And then like, it was yeah. literally the place where news dropped first, raw, unedited, uncut. And now that Twitter sucks because of Elon, it's like TikTok is that. And you yeah. can get away with it to an extent of both positive and negative where it takes their algorithm a second to catch up or it's delayed on taking off like TSS stuff. But <laughs> yeah. it's still a place where you can go and see like, the raw connection of, yeah. you know, the world. News without an agenda reported by our peers. Yeah, exactly. So don't shit on TikTok, I guess is what yeah, I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. That's also why your government wants to take it offline. Yeah. And that's also like where I've been getting all of my Maui information. I didn't get yeah, it literally. on Facebook. I didn't get it on Instagram. I saw, um, uh, fucking Aquaman, Jason Momoa share something like two days after I had seen it on TikTok. Yeah. So that's the fucking tea, girl. That's and, the tea. And if we are serving tea while it's piping hot, the locals have been uploading footage because it's pushing the algorithm so that people are finally being made aware of what's going mm -hmm. on. They're able to mm -hmm. bear witness, which fuels intrigue. And then we get people looking into the authenticity of the claims. And then that also puts pressure on the government, hopefully with both Maui and Peru, to get in there and help the boots yeah. on the ground. Yeah. And while face peelers may seem like a relatively new uh, phenomenon for Peru, let's actually take a step back to the beginning of this country's long and mysterious relationship with beings, maybe not of this world. So it kind of begs the question, are these sightings a recent occurrence, or has this nation been an intergalactic hotspot for millennia? I'm going to go with that one. Me too, because we're going to talk about the Nazca Lions. Hell yeah. So 
For those of you who don't know, the Nazca Lines are a large series of ancient geoglyphs located in the Nazca Desert in southern Peru, and they're one of the most famous and mysterious archaeological sites in the world. They're essentially drawings on the ground made by removing reddish-brown iron oxide-coated pebbles that cover the surface of the desert, and then they reveal the light-colored earth underneath. These geoglyphs consist of thousands of lines, geometric shapes, and images of animals and plants. Some of the figures can stretch over 1,200 feet and can really only be appreciated when viewed from the air, which is very odd considering they were created roughly 2,500 years ago. And despite their popularity in the archaeological world, we still really have no idea what they are for. And there are seven theories that we're going to highlight as to what they could be. First, I've heard about this first one. Yeah, alien landing strips. Uh, the Brazilian waxes of the earth. One of the most well-known theories popularized, but popularized by authors like Eric von Daniken in his book Chariots of nice. uh, Thank You, Chariots to the Gods, suggests that the lines and figures serve as runways or markers for extraterrestrial visitors. Proponents of this theory sometimes point to the large scale of the designs, arguing that the creators intended for them to be seen from the sky, perhaps by beings from other planets. Um, another theory is ancient astronomy, which is not really a conspiracy theory. We see ancient astronomy everywhere in the world, but some believe that the Nazca lines are an ancient form of some sort of calendar or that they point mm. to places on the horizon where certain celestial bodies rise or set. Literally. I can see this. Yeah. 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 I mean, everyone should know about the very famous one, the Mayan calendar. Yeah. Or even like modern, like in modern times, like the tomb of the unmarked soldier or whatever, like, or the Marine thing, oh, like yeah, once yeah. a year, the light points, like that's literally, <laughs> that's, that's literally it. We do it that's all the time. True. Um, another theory is that they were sacred water sources because due to the arid environment of the Nazca region, obviously water is precious. It's like our own little mini dune. Some speculate that the lines point to underground sources of water or related to rituals to invoke the gods for rain. Another theory is that they are advanced ancient technology, which is the belief that people use some sort of advanced tech or aerial apparatus like balloons to create these figures from the air. That one's funny like if you think of 2,500 years ago. Yeah, I think this was also the second most popular theory on like ancient aliens. Yeah. Like the number one being it was a airport, like it was a little airport for UFOs. And the second yeah. one being um, it's the markings that were left. after By the, Yeah, which is so fucking fun. Yeah, both are fun. Um, another one is that they were communication for deities, that they have been created as messages or offerings to the gods. And they wanted the people wanted them to be seen from heaven. Another one is that they are interdimensional or spiritual portals. Where this is, they wanted, this is like a fringe theory, but basically that they are just gateways to get around. Mm -hmm. um, and then the last one is that they are Earth's energy lines, which are drawing parallels with other ancient sites like Stonehenge or the pyramids. Some suggest that the Nazca lines may be located on powerful energy lines or ley lines of the Earth. Okay. So let's dial in on those alien theories specifically. Because aliens and the Nazca lines aren't just something that got linked together one day in a blanket ancient aliens program. We're not going to do maybe that they were. today. Uh, yeah, they, <laughs> were. they were. But we're not going to do that. Yeah. Um, now, before Noel reads me, 
there are plenty of articles about what I'm about to talk about, but I just so happened to pull from a website called the Scare Chamber for this chunk of information just because I thought oh. the URL stuck out the most. Um, oh, another gorgeous free website. Mm-hmm. Um, you I, might get a virus if you're on it. Be some of them. To be fair, there were like things on like New York Times and stuff, but I feel like if you really want to get the nitty gritty of the info coming out, because New York Times will be like, go fuck yourself. We don't want you to have fun ever. So you got to get down deep to get. Um, Here's a trick question. Who do you think um, built this website? I'm going to give you three seconds. Oh my God. Alex Jones. No. Like what website? What website? Angel fire. WordPress. Fuck. I guess that's the modern WordPress. Our angel fire is the, yeah. It walked so the WordPress could run. And you also need to know that um, the theme is Bakersville too. Um, and as an Amazon associate, he earns from qualifying purchases on the website. Hmm. So there you go. You know, Love an entrepreneur. <laughs> so in 2016, Nazca Peru became a hot spot again when explorers stumbled upon a tomb guarded by a hefty stone door. Inside there were sarcophagi, and yes, they held five mummies. The mummies had of which they discovered had only three fingers and three toes. Mm-hmm. And they weren't just your regular ancient folks. They had stretched skulls. No nose, no ears, just like Voldemort holes in place. And they were very chalky white with powdery looking skin. With scientists thoroughly fascinated, they decided to dive deeper with their testing on these discoveries. And according to carbon dating, these mummies have been chilling here since somewhere between 245 to 410 AD. Not stopping there, the scientists also had x-rays done, which showed that they had a humanoid structure. Um, And there's a professor, Korotkov, from Russia, who dove into this. This is also from Scare Chamber, saying that the tissue has biological nature and there, should I do it in a Russian accent? The tissue, I can't do it. (laughs) I can't do it. Uh, The tissue has biological nature and their chemical composition indicates that they are humans. Their DNA features 23 pairs of chromosomes just like we have. But he added, while they appear human, they are not. Their anatomic structure is different. The mummy's rib structure is unusual, rounded, with some semicircle bones included. Most surprisingly, the mouth cavities are there, but the lower jaws are not flexible and present a single hole with the rest of the skull. Like a little, like a little, it's like someone Mm -hmm. cut a hole in a basketball. Um, He spotted that their bones had a unique design, like we said, with the ribs and the jaws. And he floated the idea that they could be from another planet, that they could be a really old tribe from way back. But any way you look at it, these mummies are almost mirror imaged to the descriptions that we have of the goddamn modern Peruvian face peelers. They're back, baby. Mm-mm-mm. The bitch is back. Yeah, I was just going to say, and the bitch is back. Also, my dogs might start playing right, right now. Um, and lucky for the Peruvians and UFO enthusiasts, thank you. 
At a 2009 press conference, anchored by a former military pilot recounting his own extraterrestrial brush from 30 years prior, the Peruvian military revamped their OIFAA, which was that UFO office. And the catalyst for this revival was the undeniable uptick in the inexplicable aerial phenomenon over the Peruvian skies. Instead of, and instead of suppressing their discoveries, there emerged a palpable determination to unravel the, myster- the mysteries of these unidentified flying objects. And more so, the authorities expressed a commitment to maintain transparency and keep the public informed of their findings. Oh, how refreshing. I know. cares? So lucky for us, if the military does get called in um, to check out the face peelers, they have an established protocol to not only back up their shit, but make sure it does not get swept under the rug. Love to see it. Mm-hmm. So kind of wrapping it all up. Peru's proactive stance may hopefully be setting a precedent with other nations worldwide emulating this investigative fervor. The global UFO narrative is shifting, especially with the U.S. Department of Defense declassifying several videos of UAPs and more countries becoming even more transparent about their own investigations. And not, and including that, we have a growing global interest and acknowledgement in the validity of UFOs. I know UAP is another thing, but I'm just old school. Yeah. Um, and as the world moves closer to potentially understanding the UFO phenomenon better, it's essential to focus on the different ways individual nations approach this topic. While some have welcomed it with curiosity, like Peru, others have shrouded it in layers of secrecy, United States, yeah, yeah. which they want to paint as genuine concern or maintaining public order but it's clearly in an effort to preserve a facade of control. But either way, something is going on in Peru, and it's been there for hundreds, if not thousands of years. Ooh, and I recommend everyone to go check out the videos that are coming out from Peru right now. Yeah, just look um, on TikTok, Peru Aliens. Yeah. Um, one of them I saw, a person was like yelling Anunnaki, Anunnaki, and I was like, oh, which is fun. We should do an episode about the Anunnaki because that would be neat. I mean, yeah, we've got to dive in head first into UFO shit. Yeah, we got to. Like the Everyone's astrology. Ugh, so much UFO stuff. We got to cover know. this as it comes out because we got to be the authority on it, you know? I know. That's the tea. I also have to do more research into finding about the Catholic UFO spotting none. Yeah. Noel sends me, by the way, as we wrap up this episode, Noel sends me like just the name of a nun. And I look it up and it's the patron saint of migraines. And I was like, that's so fucking sweet of Noel. And I wrote back, I was like, oh, the patron saint of migraines, I'll get a medal. And she was like, this is the alien nun. And like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought you were yeah. just being like, this is neat. Couldn't find anything about it. So, yeah. you know, keep your eyes peeled. We're going to try to get alien nuns on here. Yeah, let me dive in. Let me dig in. Um, The perfect intersection of our favorite topics, religion and aliens. Um, Speaking of our favorite topics, you can go to the link tree in all of our bios. We are at Go to Hell Podcast. I'm at Noelle Fane. That is at Sith Lord. And in that link tree, you can find a link to our Patreon. A dollar gets you in. Uh, You can find a link to our merch page um, where 100% of the proceeds are donated. You can find a link to Kelly Holloran or at Wildwood Owl on Etsy. She makes cool shit for us and she makes cool shit in general. 
You can also find a link to our Discord server, our Facebook group for the boomers, but please just like, let's get off Facebook. I'm so over it. I just use it for Facebook Marketplace. Let's just let it die. Um, and I don't know why you'd need it, but a place to listen to us, which is anywhere podcasts are heard. Mm-hmm. And we will link the GoFundMe for Maui in the episode notes. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and give a really strong and heartfelt Hail Satan because I need the powers that be. My jaw fucking hurts. I know Chelsea goes through this every day, but, you know, these are the things that need to separate us and not keep us equal. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shout that out. Um, and I'm going to shout out to the modern medicine that hopefully gives Noelle some reprieve from the face pain that she is now experiencing. May those modern medicinal treatments be legal or non-legal. None of my mm-hmm. fucking business. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, let's get the fuck out of here. Alright, bye. Bye.